Hello, and thank you for joining us for Paradoxical by Nature. My name is Kevin Lobster, joined by my co-host, Marcus, a.k.a. The Candyman. And today we're going to be discussing life in Rexburg. Marcus, today we, we were just, before we turned the mic on, we were just talking about a really funny story that you had the other day with, uh, was it Denny's? Yes, yes. Had a bit of an unfortunate incident. Oh. <laughs> So I can't quite recall what day it was or what night it was, but uh, what I remember vividly about it was we all show up, we're ordering our food, right? And uh, we decide what we want to get. I saw they had crepes. I haven't had crepes in years. Oh, like, no. Dude, crepes, crepes are amazing. Oh, crepes are like the heavenly food piece of any breakfast meal. I will say that wholeheartedly. And so I was like, you know what? Give me some crepes. They said, all right. Everyone takes the order. We get our drinks. They say, all right, we'll be about 30 minutes. I was so excited, bro. I was like, yo, I'm so hyped. So we just talking and, you know, messing around and such. And then they show up 30 minutes later. They give my friends their orders. But then they tell me, I'm sorry, we actually don't have those or the ingredients for them. You don't have flour? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, so what you're telling me is you you um, you came here about 30 minutes ago telling me that you can give me my order, and then you show up and say that you don't have the ingredients nor have those in stock, in quotation? I was like, uh, okay, well, how about pancakes? I thought just something simple, you know? I was feeling, I wasn't feeling too much, so I was like, all right, just the pancakes then. He's like, okay, cool, we can do that. All right, say less. So we're sitting around, we're waiting. About an hour, almost an hour and a half goes by. And in that time frame, we hear a, we hear a plate crash. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so we're just chilling still. Everybody else is getting their orders, and they're taking orders still. I'm looking over at the counter to see if my food is there. It wasn't there. So I took a nap. Like I took a you ten took a minute nap in Denny's. Yeah, I took a ten minute nap. I was like, nah, screw this. And then I wake up and I see my order still isn't here. Thirty minutes go by. I see the waitress come by taking an order that was someone right next to us. I ask her, I'm like, hey, like, is my order almost ready? He's like, uh, let me go check. I was like, and then um, before she left, I asked her in a bit of an annoyance tone. I was like. How long does it take y'all to make pancakes? Because this morning I decided to make some pancakes and I could tell you exactly how long it took. Two minutes each side. Two. So like five minutes total, like with the 30 seconds it takes to mix it and yep. then the two minutes on each side. Exactly. I was like, how long does it take y'all to make them? And they's like, we're sorry for the inconvenience. I was like, the inconvenience is that, huh? <laughs> no, Okay. She's like, we're a little understaffed. We only have two chefs in the kitchen. It's getting pretty rambunctious and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I said, all right. I mean, do what you got to do, I guess. So we wait and still. And then an hour and a half comes around. And after, after this? Yeah. And then the homies was like, yo, like, do you are you trying to leave? Like, we might as well just go get you food somewhere else. I said, yeah, let's do it. So we get up and we decide to head out. And as we're heading out, getting ready to pay, then they get my order. It's like, hey, did you still want this? I looked at him. I dead stared at him. I said, no. Keep it. We gone. 
<laughs> I told myself I'm never coming back here again. And like, they're still new, you know, trying to get it custom and such. But dang, bro. Like, come on, y'all. Y'all had so many customers coming in and out. Like, what's up? It is what it is. Things happen. So we decided to go to McDonald's on the street. I give myself an oil McFlurry. You already know what's up. Those are my faves, man. That's the easiest way to my heart. And so I get one. Guess how long it took? Oh my gosh, don't tell me. Did it what what was it like ten minutes, thirty minutes? Was the ice cream machine broken? Nah. The amount of time it took me to make pancakes. <laughs> five, five minutes. minutes. Five minutes. I'm eating it. Well, technically I'm serving it. Serving it and eating it. I am happy as can be. I tell myself, Lord have mercy, McDonald's was the place to be. Lord have mercy, Denny's is a is a Denny's pain. was not the place to be. <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. Normally, McDonald's ice cream machine is broken. Yeah. I can't <laughs> and, tell you how many times I've heard that line. Sorry, uh, McDonald's. <laughs> ice cream oh, I'm not broken. sorry. I throw shade at anybody yeah. else who has their sign out on their window says, our ice cream machine is broken. I'm like, oh, this is McDonald's now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, I don't blame you, dude. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I was well. Uh, we had a little bit of an incident with some hicks that were uh, – Across the way, you know how they like to hang out in that parking lot, you oh, know? Oh, dude, those guys yeah. are crazy. Oh, boy. So, um, there was a couple of hicks that went by. They was, like, chatting up, saying something, and then a homie um, thought he said a certain word that's only common to us, to my people, and uh, he got a little tight for understandable reasons. He had some things going on last year, and it really affected him. And um, he uh, thought, they said, certain word and he got a little mad he told him off and they was all just glaring at us like i don't remember how many there were but i definitely saw quite a huge group they were all just glaring at us like what did you just say <laughs> we was we was getting so freaked out it was like yo like get in the car bro. get in the car we gotta, go. go. we gotta go we gotta go so we're trying to calm him down he was he was all riled up and upset i was like dude just like Calm down, all right? Like, I understand what's going on, da-da-da, but let's just keep on cool, you know? Like, they're nothing to worry about. They're really not. So we go home, we have a good night, and we chillin'. And here we are today, discussing... Life in unfortunates, yes, of Rexburg. <laughs> well, that that's the unfortunates. I wanted to share some good things to say about Rexburg. Okay. Um, something that's kind of interesting for me is... Uh, I like to always try to find opportunities where I can go outside of myself because I, I feel like I've become a very selfish person over the last year. I've started uh, trying to say, how does this benefit me? How does this make me a better person? How does this help me in the future? How does this help my past? And and uh, something I do to challenge that within myself so that I don't become a self-centered prick, for lack of a better word. Yes. Um is I try to find opportunities to go do good for other people. So a lot of the times in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've done a ton of changing tires for people, like people having flat tires in parking lots and uh, on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really been a fun thing for me is because I a lot of the people that I've been helping, um, and this is not to be discriminatory in any way, but just a lot of the people that I've helped in the last couple of weeks have been women, um, just because, you know, when I was raised, my grandpa always said, you know, if you, every woman should know how to change a tire. But if you see a woman changing a tire and you don't do anything about it, we're going to magically appear and kick you in the butt because you are, we raised you better than that. 
<laughs> and so that's that's what I've been doing. But uh, also, I just I like working on cars as a hobby. I don't know if I have the mental stamina to keep going and do it as a profession. <laughs> right? I <don't>, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's not for everyone, but. Nice. Yeah, but that's just something good that I, I've been doing is to just challenge myself to find ways that I can just go help somebody that I don't know, random person mm -hmm. off the street, just to say, let me help you out today. I will say to add on to that, I do like the fact that people are pretty helpful. I mean, like they try to help in whatever way they can. Like say we was back home in our respective homes, you know, they would just be, just walk right by and just like really give, like not give not much care. attention to you. Yeah. They would just go on doing whatever they was doing. But out here, people are very humble. Like, they really do try to support you or help you in whatever way they can. Yeah, whether it's just listening to a podcast episode and just giving you some honest critique, shout out to all the homies that have done that. And yes, thank you. Shout out to y'all for real. It, comes, um, it goes a long way. And also, um, if it's changing a tire. I mean, I'm not going to go out and say that everybody knows how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to diss on you if you don't know how to change a tire. It's a life skill, and it's hard. And there's times when I'm going and trying to do it. The last the last time I was trying to do it, the wheel was actually rusted to the brake drum. And it was Ooh. really tough. I actually had to have another guy come help kick the tire off of the wheel so that that way I could get it off and change it. Wow. Yikes. But, you know, that like I'm not going to say to go just start doing exactly what I'm doing where I'm changing tires, but maybe just know your abilities, know what you're good at, and find ways that you can use your skills and abilities to help other people at least once a day, if not once a day, maybe once a week. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Now, with that being said, what do you? How do you feel about the um, the wages and the job opportunities that people have out here? Like from what I've seen, it is quite bare. It is quite bare compared to other cities. Like there's just not a whole lot of options, and the options that we do have out here, they're very um, skim. Yeah. You know, when it comes to wages, and I want to say like the highest I've seen, like say in retail. Is maybe eight to nine ten at most really yep yeah um i don't know here's the thing i feel like rexburg calling itself a city is kind of a little bit goofy <laughs> no, um, that's fair it's okay so for for context everybody uh i i believe in one of my previous episodes that we have on our podcast i was explaining that you know there's bigger cities in our area that have way more opportunities and way more like stores and um, things that people can do here we have a Walmart and an Albertsons and a hometown grocery store called Brolums which have you heard in the I hate life in Rexburg page there's actually a boycott going against Brolums right now oh yeah what? so apparently the St. Anthony store fired one of their um, workers that's been with them for like 20 years mm -hmm. Um, he's got special needs of some sort. I don't know. Um, but they mentioned his name on the I hate life and Rexburg group. And they were like, justice for so-and-so let's boycott Brolums. And I was like, you know what? Wow. I'm down with boycotting Brolums just because I met Mrs. Brolums and she yelled at me. I don't Mrs. like her. Mrs. Brolums? Yeah. The Mrs. Brolums, like her, uh, 
her father or her grandfather is the one who started the Berlin's grocery store chain. And uh, she was she's an old lady. Um, she goes into the Ammon Brolems mm -hmm. and plays piano in the Christmas time. Oh. And uh, yeah, I went by and I okay maybe I was raised different, but like I thought this was just some stranger set up on a piano playing in Christmas time, and I I went and took like a dollar out of my pocket in 2019 to just go set it on the piano and be like you're doing a really good job here you go, mm -hmm. and she stopped playing. And looked me dead in the eyes and said, Get your filthy money away from me! And I was like, Geez, okay. And then later to find out, that's Mrs. Brolin. And I was like, Don't think I need to give business here anymore. Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, did she specify why or did she just decide? Just yelled at me. Like, like okay, I, I would appreciate if she was more calm and more effective in her communication and said, I'm doing this for charity. I want people to just enjoy my gift that I have. I'm good at playing piano. I appreciate your gesture, but I don't need your money. I'm Mrs. Brolin. I'm Mrs. Brolin. I, I would have been more receptive to that than just getting yelled at. Get your filthy money away from me. Wow. So oh. you pretty much meant icon. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That's like seeing Mrs. Butterworth on that syrup thing. On yeah, that syrup I was thing, 17 bro. years old when that happened. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's wild. But you said a boycott on Brolums. Yeah. Wow. I never thought I'd hear the day that happened. Over because they fired an autistic kid? They, yeah, because this guy, um, he's been with them for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. Was there like an incident or something? Basically, here's the thing. A lot of people don't really... Well, okay, most people understand that people with special needs, they are a little bit socially awkward. They're not necessarily the most tactful in their speech and interactions. Yes. Um, but I guess maybe he had some kind of an interaction with a customer and management didn't like it. And so they were like, well, we appreciate all that you've done for us. After lowering his wage for a while, and then they were like, cutting his hours as well after lowering his wage and then they just let him go and i was like oh i knew the day would come that i would hear something like this about brolums huh wow that's not cool mm -mm. so not only did they lower his hours but they also lowered his pay rate yeah interesting you know i wouldn't even say that's just for autistic kids either i'd say that's for a majority of the kids out here too or college students as well I haven't seen it myself, but I have heard of instances like that. Where, where people the, will reduce the wage? Yeah. I mean, like, it's already at a pretty low price. Like, how is y'all just about to... Why? Why would you do that? I don't understand it. I mean, okay, let's say somebody has a workplace incident. Mm -hmm. I, myself, in my day job, I've had a few fireable offenses. And I'm very... I've been told I'm very lucky that I haven't been fired. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that. I, I don't think I think luck is a stolen blessing from the Lord personally. That's what somebody told me and I love it. I'm gonna roll with that till the day I die. Right. But um Yeah, I I've I've done things at work that other people, if they did not have my same skill set and my same charisma and everything, they would have been fired. And mm -hmm. uh I'm really grateful that they're willing to put up with my BS for lack of a better term, but <laughs> at the same time you know, I wonder if that is something that's going to come back to me in the future and limit me from potentially being able to move up in pay 
or be able to maybe progress or find a better job at a different company because that's something that you know it's scary because these companies they don't just like stay away from each other they act all competitive and big macho with the office guys yes they do but they do but they chatted up like freaking gossip girls in high school they share everything like if there's reports of you like safety reports and stuff they're like oh yeah he uh he was speeding on a forklift and about hit somebody's vehicle and uh yeah this uh this guy is a problem and it's really, really dangerous to people's reputations as individuals to become workers for other companies out here because it's such a small town. Oh my gosh, you're, you're right. I can see where you're going with that. With that being said, um, going forward into this, what have you seen that's been good in the employment and wages market here in Rexburg? I have seen, and this was a while back, I've seen, and this is rare, but in some cases I've noticed that they value hard work and companionship and teamwork and will really base your pay rate on how well you do and how well you work with certain individuals instead of just basing it off of like who you are or how you do or who you know. That's a big one. Everyone is all about like, oh, so what family do you know? Like which family, uh, are you with da 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 da? I've heard that a few times myself, and it really ticks me off. But I've noticed um, there was this landscape crew that I was working with, and the guy told me when he hired me, he asked me, "Do you well, do you work well in a team?" I said, "Yes." Do you work well with a companion? I said, "Yes." I said, "All right, let's see what you can do." And so that's what he that's what he kept telling us almost every every day when we got back from work. He asked us, "How do you guys feel you did working as a team?" I said, "We did pretty good." He's like, "I like to hear it. That's the kind of work that I like to see." And so yeah, he told he told me and others too. It was like, "You keep up the good work, and I'll consider it up in your pay." It's like, "Good work." Those are the type of people that I like to see. You know, that are like that don't really get at you. Or like decide like talk behind your back about like oh yeah this guy this guy's this this guy that he he almost did this he almost did that and they like to spread the word and like really like to um go behind your back and like lower your pay or your hours I don't like those people like they're in a business why not help out those that you have decided to bring under your wing that's the kind of guy you was and that's the kind of people I like to I'd I'd like to see more in Idaho because honestly they're like you said, like teenage girls who like to speak, speak foul or ill behind your back instead of like giving you support and telling you, hey, like, I noticed you did this today. Like, let me give you some pointers. Let me give you some tips on what you can do better for next time. Right. Or what I like even better than the ones that are like, let me give you some pointers. I like the ones that want you to be self-critical because for me, I am very self-critical, mm-hmm. but it's a challenge. It's taken me years being critiqued to learn how to critique myself and I love when my first employers would ask me okay Kevin how did you do today what could you have done better how can you find ways to improve your relations with your teammates what can we make what can we do to improve your performance what can we do to improve our performance as a team because they make it now it's not just valuing their own point of view and their own perspective but they're making me and every member of the team feel valued by asking them what do you think we can do as a team to improve 
and each team member may have something different to say, but when every team member has the same thing to say, that's when the boss starts going around and telling people, hey, we need to work on this, because that is the type of a leader we need to see more of. And, you know, a lot of, I found in a lot of the most successful small businesses here in East Idaho, especially in the Rexburg area, because I work with a lot of concrete contractors, mm-hmm. um, the most successful teams, like the guys with the lowest turnover, are the guys who are like that. They're like, hey, get stuff done. We need to make it happen. And then they ask at the end of the day, hey, what could we have done better? Mm-hmm. What what did uh, what did we F up today? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I like to see. Although there's a lot of like prideful individuals out here, you know, like most truck drivers I've seen. I'm not just basing that off of like the whole majority. I'm talking like I have seen these type of people. Are you are you meaning like the the guys in the pickups that drive around? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at first you said truck drivers, and I was thinking like over the road semis, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. Are those ones? Or or, did you (laughs) mean like the guys in the pickups? Okay, the guys in the pickups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh they like to act like they're the they're the tough deal. Da da da. Stop that. Well, how old are you? 21? 22? Yeah. I'm like, hold it. Bro, like, there was this guy who was, like, around his 30s. He was, like, acting like he was he was the real thing, you know, da-da-da. He was my superior and such. And I would assume, like, when I just went around, you would tell me and, like, tell me some pointers and ask me what I could do. But now, instead, he was just like, go, we have my back, like, saying all this, all that. I'm like, Really? All right, I see you. I see you. I'll, I'll remember this. Yeah, for sure. I'll remember that. <laughs> and with that, going into the uh, going into the recreation activities and like, how do we, as as this population of Rexburg, how do we fit in, and how do we not? How do we stand out as uh, like for activities for recreation? What we find fun, and what other people find fun here? Like, what what is that like here in Rexburg? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'll let you start with that one. <laughs> you want me to start with that one? Yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, something I've noticed, um, I consider church to be like religious worship for me because I'm I'm religious and I like to go to church every Sunday. Okay. Um, but I can definitely say, by technical standards, it is an activity of recreation. Um, going to church on Sunday, it is a way that I, I as well as other people who believe that it works, we we recharge our our battery. We uh, we try to find our soul and help to bring ourselves back to earth to kind of recover from the week. Um, and so I can definitely see how it's a recreational activity. But other things, uh, there's also a lot of ball sports. Like people play volleyball in the park. Yeah. Um, they, they'll put out these trampolines. I don't know what this is called, but spike I, ball. It's spike ball. Mm-hmm. I call it slappy. <laughs> people slappy. people slap the ball and they're trying to like they're running around in a circle looking really funny. <laughs> I walk by Porter Park and I see these guys that are out here shirtless and then there's these chicks that are out here wearing like short shorts and a t-shirt. I'm just like they're slapping a ball and it looks Pause. so funny to me. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, I've seen that a few times too. Like throwing the football. That's actually pretty fun. Like a hold you. It gets competitive too. I have seen rugby in there as well. Really? Yeah, dude. You know, like, I've never played rugby. I haven't either. Really? Uh-uh. I okay. was just stuck to football. Like, when it came down to, like, rugby or football, I didn't see much of the difference. So I was just like, 
it's not the same thing as football, you know. I, 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 and like, just so you know, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that before. In case there's like any like huge rugby fans, my fault. Now I know. Now I know those two are different. They ain't the same. <laughs> also, um, for anybody from Europe, we we are we are Americans. We want you to know that, and we're not trying to disrespect European football. Um, but here in America. With the oblong leather ball, we call that football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else was out there? Um, hmm. What is that one strange event that they do at McDonald's? Oh, McMidnight? Oh, my word. Yeah, McMidnight. I forgot about that. I ain't been there in so long. Uh, I think the last time I went there was like, a year or two ago. Really? Yeah. And then after a while, I was really like, this is not it. Be in a crowded space, getting just about as much food as you can, using McDonald's as a buffet, hitting on girls in the cringiest ways, and being around a bunch of, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like for me, I, I am pretty cringe, but I feel like I've been working on my game a lot. And I was actually able to just slide into a table. I got my two other buddies with me. We were able to slide into a table with three chicks, and we were able to just sit there and talk and sure. set up a triple date. Now they were like, "Dude, Kevin, we got to give you a new nickname. The Baxman or Kevin Lobster is not the it. what man? The Baxman. Pause. What? Because uh, so my real last name uh, <laughs> starts with those first three letters. Um, but I was like, Nah, we can't go with that. And they were like. We're gonna call you the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I had to laugh at it because I I had never really heard the word Riz before like two months ago, mm. and so I I don't know like we we'll let you and everybody else be the judge of that. But it's it's kind of a funny nickname that I got. No comment. <laughs> That's fine, dude. No comment. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, like, did you hear that there's a there's now. Two competing country dance halls in Rexburg. So there was the tavern over by the airport. Yes, I know that. But Austin King decided that he wanted to compete against the tavern because him and a couple of his friends have worked there and they've they've apparently had some questionable business practices from the owner between the workers. And what they wanted to do is like, well, we want more room and we also want to get paid for working. So we're going to go with Austin and start our own dance hall. And so now there is this new dance hall in Rexburg. It's over closer to the Walmart Mm -hmm. and it's called King's Roundup. So now there's like two feuding dance halls in Rexburg. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing going on. All right. I mean, I'm not too huge into the dance scene out here, but I do, I do always like to see competition. I like to see what happens. I want to see who's going to win. Like I honestly, I have I have my own personal opinions, but as as uh, this battle is still young, I don't want to put it out there on the podcast and have the podcast get canceled because of somebody who I'm expecting to win, not winning. Mm, I've noticed. Have you heard of the basement? I have actually. I was thinking about trying to go there at one point, but. Um, my better judgment was in charge that day, so I decided not to. But apparently, there was a whole lot of stuff going on there that night, and I'm like, you know, I'm glad I missed that. Dude, yeah, it gets it gets rowdy over there. I performed there a couple times. It was pretty fun, I'm not gonna lie. Although what I didn't like was some of the people were a little off-putting. I guess it's like I'll be doing my thing, right? 
but the, it's just the atmosphere and the crowds out here. They just don't. Um, they don't understand social cues. Yeah, it's just very different out here. Um, they decided to try to perform a mosh pit. I don't even oh. know what was going on because <laughs> I was uh, I was experimenting with my friend. We was doing a little rock metal um, type song. I was working my vocals a little bit. I, that was crazy, man. I was so proud of myself and. Yeah, I was like trying to get everyone together. I was like, y'all ready for this? Like, we about to make it crazy mash up. You know what I mean? I was hoping they would catch on. A couple of them did. I was like, oh, yeah, baby, let's go. It was like, yes, yeah, sir. Y'all see what's up. But then, like, the majority of the crowd missed out? Dude, it was wild. Yeah, it was like, all I saw was five dudes pushing each other around. That's lame. What is this? But, you know, as they say, the show must go on. So I just kept doing my thing. But, dang, bro. It's like people was mad uncomfortable about it and such. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Um, this might not have been the best idea. <laughs> I want to ask you, this is going to be a little bit more of a serious topic. Have you heard of the movie Sound of Freedom? Mm, can't quite pinpoint it. It's a It's a new movie that's just came out. But apparently they filmed it five years ago. And Disney has had it under lock and key, not allowing it to be produced until um, Angel Studios bought the rights to it and produced it and put it in theaters this year. The release date was July 4th. Mm-hmm. I actually went and got went to see it in theaters on the 4th of July. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you, when I watched the opening scene, my blood was boiling. Because it's a, it's talking about, um, it's a true story about a man who, um, he was with the Department of Homeland Security, and what he did was he specialized in catching pedophiles and international child traffickers. Sheesh. And this story is about how he went from uh, working at the Department of Homeland Security, and after he found one young boy at the border of Mexico and. Uh, America, he caught him, he got the pedophile and brought this young boy and the young boy asked him, he's like, can you guys help find my sister? Because him and his sister were both taken together. And, uh, and this man, he's like, you know what? I can't make any promises, but I'm going to (laughs) try. And he ended up, he moved heaven and earth and went, he went into no man's land in Africa, in uh, South America, where there's rebel territory. It's not, it's not by... I don't remember what country it was in, but it was rebel territory and he could have easily been killed. But he went in and instead of getting killed, he rescued the girl and he actually, before he was able to escape, he had to kill the the lead honcho of this rebel group because he was trying to kill him for trying to save this girl and take her back to her father. And so he ended up killing this bad guy, taking this girl back. And this is all true. This is a real story. This actually happened. And he took this girl back to her father and ended up in the process of saving her. He saved like 150 children who had been trafficked into sex slavery. Oh, my goodness. And so the man's name is Tim Ballard, and the movie is Sound of Freedom. And having watched it, I'm like, you know what? I love this movie. It made my blood boil. Walking out of there, I was like, you know what? You just gave fuel to the wrong man. I am the most powerful mentally person to give something like this to because I will not tolerate people trying to sell children for something like that. I get angry at the thought that people get away with pimping like 
miners here in the United States and the fact that that's going oh, on, it made my blood boil. I walked out of that movie theater and I was like, dude, I'm ready to go. So send me somebody. Give me something. I'm going to go. But yeah, I think that if you haven't seen Sound of Freedom, Ooh. you should definitely go watch it. Yeah, and then also, um, for all our listeners, maybe check it out. Um, but with that being said, that was just my little side note that I wanted to bring in to just include on the podcast. Of course. Thank you. Do you have anything motivational, like something that we can give to our listeners to help them move forward to achieve their goals, their aspirations this episode? I'll make this short and sweet, right? Whatever you're doing for the day, say you have a certain schedule planned out or you have something in mind that you want to do today. Really take into consideration how important that may be to you. If you feel that will better yourself, take into consideration how important it is to make yourself better or improve yourself. I give a challenge and just a statement to everyone on the podcast today. And I've been working on this myself. At the end of the day, Whatever it is you're doing or have scheduled yourself to do, ask yourself, have I done enough? Did I do what I set out to do? Did I set out to be the best person I could be for today? And if you did, pat yourself on the back. Because in this day and age, motivation has, um, has turned pretty thin um, for people around our age. Um, you could say it's almost as though we've experienced another youth phase. Um, so that's what I would leave you guys with is really just, um, if you decide that you want to do something that will better yourself or feel it will be beneficial to you, why wait? Stay Why hungry. procrastinate? Do what you set out to do. I believe in y'all for real. So the message is stay hungry. If you haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. go get it. Go yes. do it. I want to actually share to this um, really short 5 to 10, 15 seconds. Awesome. I, uh, so <clears throat> at 1155 last night, mm-hmm. I had not done my crunches for the day. And I was like, you know what? I need to do my crunches. I need to, I need to do my exercise for daily. And uh, I said, you know what? I've never done a 1,000 crunches before. I'm going to do it. And so at 11.50, between 11.55 and midnight, I did between 175 and 187 crunches before I hit midnight. But I was just going hard, just trying to get it, get as many as possible before I hit midnight. And then I got to 200. And then from 11.55 of last night all the way until 12.37 of this morning, I did 1,000 crunches. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it was hard, but I, I, I committed to myself. I said, I'm going to do a thousand crunches on the days that I do crunches. And I can't let myself settle for less. I can't do a smaller amount. I can't just say, oh, I did 200, but it's midnight, so I quit. So that, that just is the thing. Like, if you've got your deadline, that's all right. Guess what? Deadlines exist because the things need to be done. But keep going, mm-hmm. like Marcus said. Yes. And if you don't feel that you did... The most that you could do for today, plan on doing so the next day. Always keep improving. Always better yourself. Y'all got this. And I told myself that too, man. 
I've been really trying to push myself. I'd be doing bodybuilding. So sometimes I can like really like wait in my mind. But I tell myself this is this will better myself for the long run, mentally and physically. And so I do a I do calisthenics as well. I was doing a certain push up that works my lattoids. I was doing my is usual run is about eighty five. Nah, so it's um you have your hands down on the ground, right? And you bring your legs up as close as you can to your hands, your arms, um, depending on what level or stage you wanna be at. And you just go down, you keep your arms tucked, and you come back up, and those will really work your uh, lattoids and your triceps. Those are killer. Those push-ups, I've never even heard of those before. And when I tried them, whew, I was I was feeling so type of way. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so tiring my usual um my usual reps are about 85 to 100 but yesterday i i only managed to hit 65 and as soon as i hit that 66 like i just dropped like because <laughs> i just did a back workout the day um before that i was doing bodybuilding and after that 66 i was like no no you're done <laughs> yeah dude that is sick but yeah, with that, just remember, guys, stay hungry. If you want to get it, go get it. And yes. if you think you have, if you think you haven't done enough, you haven't. So go do just a little more. And with that being said, this is the third episode, of Paradoxical by Nature, with my co-host Kevin Lapster and myself, Marcus, aka the Caneman. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening.